There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Annie. Hi, Annie. I'm Shannon. Can I do a little brag, please? Okay. Okay, you see this Diet Coke here? Yeah. Very last one in the Ace of Spending Machine. Big news. I feel like there's a drought. What should we do? There is a drought. We don't have to do anything because I've got the last Coke. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. We're back for episode five of These Four Walls. So it's been two whole weeks since our last episode. So what are we coming up today? Well, a lot Big news for this episode is that we actually let you out of the building. You got to leave the fashion cupboard and go on a little excursion. I know, I did. I got to leave the building and I went out into the big wide world. Yeah, so we let Annie out and she went to Graduate Fashion Week. How was that? Or actually, what is that? It's, it was really great. And so, okay, so Graduate Fashion Week is every year all the graduates that are doing fashion degrees get to show their final work. Yeah, so they have catwalk shows and then they have a big award show at the end. Well, that sounds very fun. And what have you been up to this week? Well, I got on the phone with Izzy Bizu, the singer. Oh, she's really sweet. She's so lovely. Yeah, she's great. We've done her in the magazine. We have. We shot her in the magazine. Well remembered. Yeah. Yeah, so she's this amazing singer. And guess what? She has just done the Euro 2016 football song. I'm actually quite into football. Are you? Yeah, we've, we've done the sweepstake in the office. Yeah, I got left out of that. Okay, awkward. Um, I got Germany. Oh, that's really good. You yeah. might even win. Well, yeah, she did the football song though. So yeah, and what else did you talk to really. her about? Uh, we played a little game. So wait and see. What else is going on in this episode? Okay, well, since I got to leave the building and I went to Graduate Fashion Week, I thought it'd be a good time to spread the love and ask people questions about... I'm really into Ep5. It's sounding pretty great. I might be taking some notes. Yeah, well, I think you should be because also Georgia Murray has spent all week getting clued up on Brexit and she's finding out what people in their 20s really want to know about both sides of the debate. That's a really good one. Okay, well, let's get going. This is usually the point where I tell you to get in the fashion cupboard, but things are a little bit different this time. Annie, go and get yourself down to Graduate Fashion Week. So I'm at Graduate Fashion Week now. I've just arrived. There's lots of really, really interesting people milling around. Lots of amazing work. Um, I'm going to go see who I can find. Okay, look who I found. I found the very <laughs> fabulous Charlie Craggs. Hey. How are you? I'm good, thank you, baby. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for talking 
to us no, today. No, of course. Thank you for having this me. This is like an honor. Oh We're my very... God, as if it's my honor. <laughs> finally, very... I'm on here. All my friends have been on these and now I'm finally here. I know, you're on an ASOS podcast. Yeah, well, we're I'm very, very pleased to have you. It'll be going on my CV and on my grave when I die. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, for people who don't know you, um, can you just introduce yourself? Well, for people who don't know me, that's quite rude. You should know me. (laughs) I'm very famous. My name is Charlie Craggs and I'm a trans activist from London and I run a little campaign called Nail Transphobia. Which is an amazing campaign. Oh, thank you so much. I really want to talk to you about that. Thank you so much. But because we're at Graduate Fashion Week, um, I just wanted to go back to where you graduated and what you did. So... What uni were you at? I was at London College of Fashion and I was doing BA Creative Direction for Fashion. And it's funny because um, Nail Transphobia actually started off as my final project. Yeah, so it's quite I, weird like being here and seeing all the final projects. And I like, know, I read that. So it actually, yeah. Nail Transphobia, which is now your campaign, is yes. something you started at uni. Yeah, literally it started as my final project. And it was only supposed to be like a, because I was doing, like I said, Creative Direction. So it was kind of a lot of like concept and like art direction and branding, but it wasn't actually supposed to, we didn't actually have to do anything. We just had to come up with like a concept yeah. and like, um, kind of create like a coursework kind of audit but we didn't actually have to make anything but okay. then I had the opportunity to actually make it a real thing one day I was given a talk at the VNA about my like other work yeah, I was doing I yeah because I read about it so it got yeah. that's really amazing so it got picked up at the VNA uh, yeah like I, I gave a talk and then a guy came up to me and was like I really like this idea you have for this project and I, it was like I said just an on paper thing like yeah. a piece of coursework and then he was like would you want to make it a real thing and he was like I'm one of the curators of the VNA and I was like wow. shut up like oh my god so I had like a week to like make it from on paper to like a real thing and okay so that's not that long not a not week. that long to come up with like a brat like Did you have to branding a name i didn't even have a name let me tell you like i think it was called um shimi her i said i called it shimi her and i was like get your nails did it was kind of like the slogan it's come a long way over those two years yeah. like e- even just like it started off more as a social media like image-based campaign okay. like image driven like kind of hashtaggy i guess yeah but then that kind of got a bit overdone like that was in 2013 though you gotta remember and like do you want to start off by explaining like what it is oh yeah sorry yeah well you should know you, sh- you should have googled me by now in this podcast um so basically um nail transphobia is my little campaign I call it fabulous activism and and it I, is fabulous I, of course it's fabulous because I do it and um, as you can probably tell from my voice I am transgender so basically it's my um, kind of way of tackling transphobia because I it took me a long time to accept myself as trans um, and I just kind of realized that just because I was ready like it didn't mean the rest of the world wasn't it and they weren't like yeah. the, my life got so much harder in a lot of ways like just like basic things that like everyone else takes for granted and that I took for granted things like like leaving the house like getting on the uh, taking public transport using public bathrooms um like seeking healthcare, seeking like jobs everything became like a million times harder and I was like this is so wrong and like no one was really talking about it back in 2013 like the shift kind of came in 2014 so it was a way of you sort of getting that message out there yeah yeah yeah. and it's all about nails we needed to talk about it and I was like nails are the perfect medium because nails are like I knew I I really want to do something but I want to do it fabulously like wanted to do activism but fabulously because like traditional activism was always a bit angry and aggressive and okay. not really me and I was yeah. like I want to do something but I just want to still be creative I want to be me yeah and I was like I, I want to do it my way and I knew that I could be so much more effective with my activism if I like took like a new approach and did something a bit more like creative and innovative because I feel like standing in the street and shouting it is valid and like all forms of activism are valid but like I feel like there's a need for something a bit more gentle and a bit more fabulous and like sitting down with someone and painting nails and just having a chat you can have that conversation with somebody yeah exactly it's like the perfect time like you sit down it's just you and them you're painting their nails 
you just like just almost like how when you're getting your hair done you speak to your hairdresser and like you speak about things you don't tell yeah. anyone else you so speak to your hairdresser about everything yeah like your hairdresser has a lot of ammo if they, if they yeah. want to take you down and I have a lot of ammo so as I'm well. like now do you have a lot of ammo yes yeah. I do have a lot of ammo because it's not just like me talking about like um, trans stuff like it's, there's no script there's no agenda I always let them take the lead of the discussion and they'll often start asking me about like my like childhood or like they'll ask they'll have questions they want to ask yeah. and, and get then, to know you yeah but it's also just about like having a laugh and having a chat and just like I don't know just like kind of becoming friends because that's what I'm really trying to do is just like make allies because I think allies are so important in yeah. the struggle and so how has that um, progressed now so it went from your degree project and yeah. now you've gone on to do some amazing things I've yeah. seen you, you've been on the BBC you've been at Parliament yeah, you yes. have been in a you have googled me yeah I know I know what you've been up to so what is been a highlight what is the thing that you're most proud of um a big thing for me was making onto the rainbow list, the independence rainbow list, because um, I remember the week I came out as trans, there wasn't very many trans role models back then. Like There was no Caitlyn, there was Laverne just came around, Laverne Cox, but there was very few trans role models to look up to. And I remember Paris Lee, who I hadn't heard of before, yeah. my mum came home and was like, oh, there's this trans girl called Paris and she's really pretty, she's like you, she's working class, she looks a bit like you. She was like, she's just topped the rainbow list. And I was like, Your oh my God. Great. Yeah, my mum is great. Hi, hi mum. <laughs> hi, mum. And um, I was like I, I I said to myself I'm like I'm gonna get on that list one day and I just didn't realize that the day would come so soon and it's so weird because like at the party I was photographed with Paris it was like it was like a film a like it was like it was really like JLo made in Manhattan like <laughs> you get to go the working class girl gets to go to the ball and like gets on the list and, and like meets I just oh I wore ASOS oh my god I actually sorry I actually wore ASOS how weird yes. is that but I'm wearing all ASOS now but I, lo- I love yes, ASOS and yeah I wore like a, um, a, a black wrap dress from ASOS Amazing. I really do love ASOS I'm not just saying it <laughs> I'm a bitch I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie probably shouldn't have said that word <laughs> no, that's see. fine um, and I suppose because it started as a degree project and we're at Graduate Fashion Week yeah. what ha- bits of advice have you got for graduates who want to start a project or get their message out there what would you say to them well you've all started a project you've all you've you're all showing your final projects here and my advice to you would be um let me tell you something i'm all fabulous now i'm on the news every other week i'm in selfish campaigns but there was a, a big struggle at the start of once i left uni i was unemployed for about eight months and yeah, I, I couldn't get really any job what, i was what to do no or... i knew i wanted to do yeah, but no one I... wanted me like it was the hardest thing like i just couldn't get a job i've got really i've got a good degree i was i have so much on my cv i've got really good GCSEs and a levels yeah. but i just couldn't get a job it's so hard and my advice to you would be to use that time because it's probably going to happen to a lot of people once they leave uni all my friends that happen to them yeah. as well is to use that time to just like keep going with your project like because even if you want to kind of go freelance like how I have and be doing your project full time yeah. almost that's perfect but also even if you just want um, just keep carrying on with your project we'll have more for a portfolio and more to like show potential yeah. employers and stuff so like there's no like don't mope around and like because I wasted a lot of time when I couldn't find a job just like applying for jobs literally from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed yeah. and then being all and depressed did you and just, going to did sleep did you just email people and how did you get like people looking at your stuff I was doing nail transphobia for years before I got a piece of press like two years maybe or maybe a year and a half and then broadly wrote about me broadly owned by yeah. guys and after that, literally every that single day, sort of I was just getting like moment. press, 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 press. People kind of look at it maybe, and because it's a, a young campaign, like thinking that that came straight away. Like I said, I was doing it for a year, like not getting any press, and I don't yeah. do it for the press. So it's sort of just but, like, keep. Just put the hard work in. You're not going to get anywhere without hard work. Like 
there's this saying, isn't it, that like um, success half of or 80% of success is about showing up and I really agree like yeah. most people aren't successful because they just don't have the um, staying power to yeah. turn up like just I mean? take yeah. every opportunity I yeah, suppose yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, get yeah. your best like driver. honestly like that's my my yeah. best advice is just like to always turning up going every, the amount of I don't get make money from my campaign. Like I've started making money now, but like I use the money so to it's fund. It was all self-funded. Yeah, and yeah, I, I even now I use the money to fund self-defense classes for trans women. So I don't make any money from the campaign. But back then I was making absolutely no money at all, and I was doing all these free events and all these horrible things. And like I was like tired and like I, I just keep going. Yeah, it's just my point is it's just that like you put the hard graft in and you'll reap the rewards. Like yeah. honestly. Well. It's such a great campaign. Thank and you we're so, so huge much. Fans. Thank you. I'm huge And you've fans. done so well. And um, you're going to be talking on the panel as well. Yes, so yes. if people want to check that out, you can also listen on, a, on our other podcast. Go to ASOS Lights. Um, and thank you so much, no, Charlie. No, thank you so much. Such an inspiration and a mega babe. So. Oh, you're a mega babe. Thank you so Thanks much, Thanks for babe. talking to us. Bye. Bye. So that was the very fabulous Charlie Craggs. Follow her at Charlie underscore Craggs on Instagram. And, oh, what's that? Okay, it's that music. I swear that music's following me around. Okay, so it's the time of the episode where we talk about love. And because I am at Graduate Fashion Week, we thought that we'd turn into a bit of a special. And so we're going to go around Graduate Fashion Week and ask people the question, do they think romance is dead? Let's see what they say. Um, the most romantic thing anyone's ever done me, for me is probably buy me things, but I'm not sure if that's romance or not. Um, no. I think the most romantic thing that happened to me was a few years ago when I was in college. My boyfriend booked me a birthday trip to Paris. Since then, I'm happy to have a meal cooked for me, but that was probably <laughs> the most romantic thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit competitive, the whole thing. Like, I used to work in a company, and Valentine's Day was literally just a show of whose boyfriends had bought them the biggest bunch of flowers, which is great if you can give them flowers. Not so great if you're one of the girls sitting there with absolutely nothing on your desk. <laughs> I don't think romance is dead. I think people have decided that romance is dead, maybe just because of the internet or some bullshit like that. But I think if you've got a bit of, bit of balls and you can just handle a bit of face-to-face interaction, romance is not dead, man. Romance is not dead. I don't think romance is dead. I would say it's probably changed now. We've got um, social media and I feel like maybe sending someone an emoji is the new sort of bunch of flowers or box of chocolates. <laughs> I think people have too many options and are spoiled for choice. And they always think there's something better around the corner. So they always say, so most people have this question of what if instead of looking at what they have around them. That's it. Well, depending, I think, on location where you live, I don't think like there's... That, that kind of opportunity to like meet people face to face anymore. I think, as you said about like the digital, I think there is this kind of everyone's hiding behind this other persona, like this other kind of digital version of themselves. Uh, romance is manufactured. I think so, because it's just so digital now. Like, instead of going out for a date, it's just like, hey, let's meet under the phone. <laughs> I don't know what you look like, but that's cool. Yeah, there's just no romance. Romance is so dead now. Um, I've been in a relationship since Tinder started, so I don't really know what modern romance is. Yes, because I'm really cynical. No, I don't think so. No, not at all. I just think there's still like a connection you can feel with someone when you just want to show your love in a romantic way, so therefore it's not dead. Only because I'm in that situation now, I think, that I can like, actually say that it isn't dead. And in this like online age, where everyone's just like online with each other, even though it's kind of weird because you wouldn't be doing that five years ago but when people find each other it's just like 
you have a connection with me, I have a connection with you, and it's like, oh, this isn't a film and it's actually real. I don't think romance is dead. My boyfriend picks me up sushi most nights on his way home, so that would suggest it isn't, but I do badger him into it, which does suggest that it might be. I would like to think it isn't, but maybe it is. I'd like to think not, because I think it would be pretty sad if it was. Like, I'm only 26, and I would hope that, you know, people will continue to be romantic for a while, anyway. At least until I'm 40. <laughs> I like those answers. You've been busy. I know, I was really busy, actually. So, romance is dead. Is yeah, is romance dead? I don't know, is it? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's a bit sad if you think romance is yeah. dead. Because, okay, maybe there's not big grand gestures like you see in movies, but little things are still romantic. Yeah, the big grand gestures are a bit cringe anyway, aren't they? Like, when if I buy you a coffee, do you think that's romantic? Yeah, that's really cute. I know. Oh. Uh, I actually asked Izzy what she thought. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Oh, I, I would want to see. I'd want to see what she thinks, actually. Or would you like to hear what she thinks? Oh, yeah, thinks? I would like to. Oh. Right, anyway, okay, moving on. Here's Izzy Bazoo. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Izzy. How's it going? Very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Where are you? What are you doing? Um, I'm in a coffee shop, drinking coffee with loads of chocolate on it. Okay, are you, I've got to ask you something that we're asking, that we've been asking everyone for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not giving you much context, but romance, is romance dead? What, what in my life? In, no, just in general, you know, the idea that, like, people aren't as romantic as they used to be and, like, it's less of a thing. Is, do you think there's still room for romance, this romance thing, or... I think just... there is. I think there's still... I think there is in, like, different ways. I think, um... I think that there's been, like... Due to social media, I think people are probably less confident in talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that once people do interact with each other, there is... I think you attract what you what you give off as a vibe as well. So it's a bit of, you know, give and take. That's what kept coming up, social media. Everyone's like, everyone's too scared now and everyone sends like an emoji instead of flowers. Yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> um, because everyone's like, oh, flowers are lame. Blah, blah, blah. I, love flowers. I, mean, I mean, I like flowers, but they give me hay fever. So plants are cool. Oh, so actually, emojis are much safer. Okay, yeah. cool. Should we talk about you and not about romance being dead? Um, you've just done the Euro 2016 song. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, such are you a big football of... fan? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm more into, like, well, I'm really into the Premier League and stuff. Um, I almost can't believe Mourinho's, like, joined my new... That's like, what? That's ago. like way, way above my head, actually. I wish I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, no, I probably know, like, just as much as you, but I actually just checked up on it last week. I was like, what's going on? Um, oh, yeah, you've got to know now. Was it, yeah, I got to know. I'm having, like, little classes every week. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, football lessons. How did, lessons. But how did that come about? Like, who asked you? Well, I've been building, like, a really nice relationship with BB and introducing since they, um, well, well, first of all, um, about three years ago, I put White Tiger up on the BBC iPlayer website, um, and BBC and Shooting picked it up, and um, they've just been supporting me ever since, and um, after that, we um, we did the BBC introducing stage um, at Glastonbury, and they created so many opportunities for me, so they want to try me out for this, and... Um, and, and and then I did it, and, and they enjoyed it. So um, and then we just went forward from there. 
Oh, and it's kind of like, like it's a reworking of that um, Edith Piaf song, right? Yeah. And yeah. Did... First... <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry. go on. Well, when I first got this song, I was like, what? How? I didn't know how, what to do with this. Um, I was, because obviously she's French and beautiful and her voice is incredible and there's loads of like, oh, I was, I was like, can I even do that? And then, um, <laughs> then we decided to break it down with like guitar and chill it Wait, out. Wait, show us it. your best, um, what you just did there. What? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I can't do it at all. I, you just did it. Did I? Yeah. No, wrong place. <laughs> oh. um, well, that's so, it sounds amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really nice. Uh, me and my guitar have helped me with the accent and stuff, um, which was, like, literally, like, such a big help. So um, that was that was really fun to do that with him. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. I love it. It's amazing. Um, and what else is going on? You've just been to Cuba. I have. Um, you it, keep Instagramming like, like the most amazing pictures. Was it incredible? It was so beautiful, and the people were just really witty and smart and charismatic. Um, I just, yeah, I really, really loved it so much that I think I'm going to go back just for chill. Oh, really? In summer. Yeah, I just think it's amazing. Um, I think I love the language as well. Spanish is just gorgeous. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we did the album artwork there, and then the yeah. album's coming out soon in September, so I'm really That's excited. That's so soon. Yeah, yeah, quite soon. So it's all like final, final touches now. Yeah, final touches, um, and then um, tour just before that, which should be really fun. Starting next week, um, which I'm really excited about. Wait, what's just before that? Uh, the tour. Oh, I think it's four. It's just before that, and I was like, oh god, I don't know what four is. <laughs> oh no, it's five. It's five. Yeah, no, you're tour. Yeah, yeah, you've got loads of days. You're playing loads of festivals as well, aren't you? There's like Park Life and Lovebox and all of them. Yeah, we're doing um, Park Life, Lovebox, um, Glastonbury, Latitude. Oh no, not Latitude. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Secret Garden Party, um, which I'm really looking so forward busy. to. Yeah, but it's all good. I mean, they're all spread out during weeks and stuff, so it's, yeah. it's really cool. And we get to enjoy the festivals. We're so lucky, you know. It's really nice. Which one are you most excited about? Secret Garden Party. Um, really? Why? Um, I, I just saw the video. It looks amazing. Like, everyone's wearing funky costumes. And I think this year it's like a futuristic feel. Everyone's yeah. going to be, like, in metallic or something like that. Um, so everyone's oh. dressing up, and you can just jump in the lake whenever you want to just get the mud off you or whatever. And it looks kind of crazy and manic, but I think that we'll enjoy will be, that. That will be really fun. Um, yeah. Okay, we've got a little game for you. Are you ready to play? Okay. Yeah. So basically, I've got some tweets here, and I'm going to read them out to you, and you have okay. to guess who they're by. Uh, the last time we did this, I think she got maybe one. So don't, they are, it is very difficult, but okay. just, just try your best. Okay. Right. Um, number one. Cowabunga, dudettes. I'm so pumped to be on this surfing kick. Who else surfs out there? Gnarly day in the H2O. Riding waves. Who do you think that's? Oh, um, Sookie Waterhouse. Um, no. Why did you think oh. that so quickly? Oh, just because um, she surfed. Like, uh, oh, okay. the fire over last summer. Surfing. Oh, I got that wrong. Um, <laughs> do you always tell you who it is? Okay. Or do you want another guess? No, you can tell me. I mean, no, I was that was shot. that was Kim Kardashian. Oh shit! I thought that for a second, and then I was like, Oh no! So she close. actually surfed though. I thought it was her. It sounds like she's talking, but I just can't imagine her surfed. But then I just yeah. Didn't I don't know if she actually surfed, but she's um. Did she actually surf? surf? I don't know. Okay. She did. She did then. Um, 
Okay, should we do the next one? He's apparently a bit of a surfer. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, that was a really good guess then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's got some cool suits as well. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's me reading too much OK magazine. Well, you can have half a point. All right, number two. Hey, friends, I lost my BlackBerry. So if you're trying to reach me, then text me on one of my three iPhones. Kiss. Oh, my God, I don't know. It's kind of a similar ilk to the first one, you could say. Kylie Jenner? I don't know. Uh, She's not a Kardashian, but she's a kind of the old... Before the Kardashians, there was... Paris Hilton. Yes, you got it. Yay, I got it. You did. Well done. Oh, you're smashing it. Thank you. All right, next one. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh, great, now I've got to be responsible for this water bottle. What, uh, so is it a man or a woman? It's a man. You're right in that he's cynical. He's also just very good on Twitter. He, he's very... Uh, I know, I'm going to give you quite a good clue. He's linked to the first person. To, to Kardashian? Kanye West? Yeah, yeah. Did you just say Kanye? Kanye yes! Can't be Kanye, is it? It is, yeah. It's a very old school Kanye tweet. It's from... Oh, I don't know when it's from. I think it's from 2010. So it's Kanye, oh. but it's old Kanye. All right, we've got two more. You ready? Mm-hmm. Just tried to take my fake eyelashes off, but they were my real eyelashes. Needless to say, I now have no eyelashes. <laughs> that is one of my favourites. <laughs> Me too. Um, someone from Geordie Shaw? Uh, no. Oh, damn. Um, it's Chrissy Teigen. It's who? Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Okay, so who so is it? Chrissy Stevens, did you say? Yeah. I don't know who that is. So she goes out with John Legend, and she was, she's like a model and TV presenter. She's oh yeah, she's great, oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. She's, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. but I follow her. Name she's right. very I'm good on Twitter. All right, she's very last, funny. She's so funny. I love her. Uh, yeah. Last one. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's so hard to read because I was looking these up earlier, and I just cried because I love him so much. I've given you a clue. It's a him. Okay. Well, that was weird. Found a lovely pond stroke lake. Not a fucking duck in sight. Maybe they were shy. Or maybe they was arrogant. Pricks. Oh, I like his style. Very spicy. Yeah, spicy, uh, yeah. Um, he's someone that cusses everyone. Yeah. He's, um, he's a bit of a cockney. He's... Alan Carr? No. Oh, he used to be on EastEnders. Oh, is it the guy who's called Phil Mitchell, but not Phil Mitchell? Uh, I'm not actually sure of his storylines. I'm not sure what his... um. He could be related to Phil Mitchell. Oh, is he Alfie? No. No! I'm... All right, it's Danny Dyer. Oh, is he the Mitch guy? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I've watched EastEnders in years. He could be called Mitch. Oh, shit. I have seen EastEnders in so have, long. You have half a point. Oh, thank you. You're very generous. <laughs> I'm so generous with the points. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for playing our game. Oh, thank you so much. Where is the best place for people to check you out, apart from all those many tour dates? What's your What's your Insta? What's your Instagram? It's a <laughs> music. So Yay. I said why, the other do, and the music. Cool. <laughs> all right. Thank um, you for talking to us. All right, gorgeous. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Shannon. 
So Cuba, I really want to go to I Cuba. I really want to go as well. Yeah. Shall we go? Yeah, sh- shall we actually? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a good fashion fact for you. What is it? Which you will already know. Yeah. Chanel show was in Cuba, wasn't it? It was. That's really good knowledge. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think because you can get great Instagrams in Cuba. <laughs> no, you can. The, all the buildings are so pretty in the cars. Yeah, it's good. So I think we should plan a trip. I think we've got quite a lot of trips to plan, actually. Hi, Georgia Murray. Hello, both. How are you? We're good. How are you? I'm good. Annie Chin, you're back this week. I know, I'm back. I'm not on holiday. Oh, yeah, we missed you. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. So, Georgia, this episode, you're here to talk about Brexit, right? Yes, indeed. The referendum to decide whether Britain should leave or stay. Ah, Brexit. Okay. <laughs> so, the vote, it's less than two weeks away. Yeah, it's on the 23rd of June. Okay, can you just start by saying what exactly is the EU like who is in it and what does it do so it formed after World War II um, it's been going for a while now the theory was countries who trade goods together don't go to war with each other Um, it's based in Brussels there are 28 countries involved and 19 of those use the euro currency obviously we don't it sets rules and makes laws over things like environment transport etc and over time it's become a single market which i had no clue what that meant but it basically means that goods and people can move around as if it was one big country okay so the vote now is it a complicated voting system like in the general election no so that's the first past the post system which is really kind of confusing this um for a referendum it's a yes or no answer to one question and whichever side gets more than half the votes wins hence why it's only the stay or the leave camps exactly so is this the first time a vote like this has ever taken place no the last one was in 1975 and obviously the outcome of that was to stay in the eu but why has the vote come up again now so Cameron, um, when he was running to be re-elected in 2015, he promised to hold the referendum. Um, and this was because he faced calls from fellow Tory MPs and members of UKIP who argued that actually the last EU vote was a long time ago and it had changed significantly since 1975. He did this to satisfy potential UKIP voters who might have taken away Tory votes and to satisfy the Eurosceptic members of his own party who might have disrupted his chance of leadership. Um, He said at the time, it is time for the British people to have their say. It is time to settle this European question in British politics. So who exactly wants to leave and what are the polls saying? The polls, which obviously change from day to day, um, seem to be quite split, but the stay camp is taking the lead. Um, UKIP, who won 13% at the general election last year, want to leave, as do about half of the Tories and Donald Trump. Um, Boris Johnson, owner of Awful Hair and the previous <laughs> mayor of London, um, he is actually the most prominent Tory to be in the leave camp. And what's his well, what's all their argument? Why do they want to leave? So the leave camp's saying that Britain's membership is expensive for what we get in return. It is billions of pounds per year. Um And I'm sure you will have heard them talk about more specific things like border control and wanting to cut the number of people coming here to work. Yeah. So those people are the people that want to leave, but then who are in the stay camp then? So David Cameron wants to stay, as do Labour, the SNP and the Lib Dems. Um, Barack Obama also wants us to stay, and so do countries like France and Germany. And then what are they saying? What are their reasons for staying then? So the stay camp are arguing that we rely on non-British citizens like doctors um, who are able to work here because of how easy it is to cross borders. Um, No one can guarantee that expats in the EU will be able to stay um, if we do leave Europe. And they say that we'd be isolating ourselves and therefore weakening our global relationships if we do leave. 
What about like social media or celebs? Have people come out on those sort of platforms and said things? Oh yeah, people have been quite vocal about the whole thing. Um, actress and mega babe Emma Thompson mm. said, "Of course we should stay. It would be madness not to. We should be taking down borders, not putting them up." Um, and over 250 celebrities penned an open letter urging us to stay, um, kind of more in relation to keeping arts and cultural funding growing throughout Europe. So that, that was signed by actors like Jude Law, Helena Bonham Carter, Kira Knightley, um, Benedict Cumberbatch and directors like Danny Boyle. And Stormzy, he's been tweeting about staying. He has indeed. What a babe. I love him. We love Stormzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've actually read quite a lot of pieces about it being the older demographic who are being the biggest turnout. But obviously this is an issue that's going to affect everyone. Are young people seemingly less engaged? Well, it's a weird one because although we're really a global generation and we're far more open than our grandparents might have been um, to a pro-Europe stance, it's true that older voters always make up the numbers and we're never as engaged. I mean, the worst age group is 18 to 24, so... Because everyone's at Glastonbury. Exactly. Glastonbury and the Euros are making a big difference this year. So with that in mind, though, has have anyone done anything to get young people and encourage them to vote? Well, yeah, like journalist Jon Snow, again, babe, love him. Um, he has appealed via video links to younger generations to get them voting. And Twitter even created a kind of tick emoji um, for people to share when they voted in a bid to get young people engaged with it. There's that emoji guide as well, isn't there? Have you seen that? An emoji guide? No. Yeah, there's like an emoji guide to the referendum. Oh, really? really oh, that's, oh, we should look that up. Yeah. Gotta check it out. Check it out. Um, but because this is our future too and shouldn't solely be decided by one section of society, um, I went around asking a couple of young people what their biggest concerns about the referendum are. Okay, let's hear. It does make us wonder um, if I want to study abroad, like, will I be able to afford it? Will it be too expensive? This is just something to think about, really. My friend lives in Berlin and I'm really worried that flight prices will go up and I won't be able to afford to visit her as much. Will we still be able to take part in the Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> OK, so travel, that seems to be one thing that is really concerning for people. Uh, not as concerning as the Eurovision. That's awful. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's the number one factor. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we don't really have proper answers to those questions, right? No one really knows how leaving's going to affect us yet, do they? Exactly, and... There are a lot of claims being made and critics are calling their bluff and lots of people are saying lots of different things. But all we know is that it will unfold on the 23rd of June from 10pm, which is when the polls close. Um, So, guys, I hope you're registered. We are. Yes, we were. Georgia and I. Okay, so make sure everyone that you vote. Thanks for coming in, Georgia. No worries, guys. I will see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Well, that concludes episode five. It does. So a big thank you to Charlie Craggs, to all of the lovely people we spoke to at Graduate Fashion Week, and of course, Georgia Murray. And don't forget to vote. Yep. Thank you also to Izzy Bizu. Remember to subscribe on Acast, iTunes, or your favourite podcast app. And rate us. Give yes, us a rating. rate us if you like us. And tune in next episode for more chat from These Four Walls. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.